Hey, welcome to TT from the D podcast show, and I'm your host, TT. I am so excited that you stopped by on this Marriage Monday. It is the first Monday of October. Can you guys believe that? And you know what's so amazing? Oh my God, today is October 4th, and it's six more days into my birthday. I'm in birthday countdown mode. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm super excited. I am thankful that God has been blessing me to see all the years that has come and all the years that will come. I am so grateful to be alive. Let's just say that firstly. Secondly, I am just thankful from all the things that God has brought me through. I have to say that. I just had to say that. I know this ain't thankful Thursday, but uh, I'm thankful every day. And today I'm super excited because two things. One, I love talking about love and marriage and things that survive and surround marriage on Marriage Monday. That's first. Secondly, I'm excited about the special segment that I'm going to have. There's a another show right after this show at nine o'clock, a special segment called Power and Control. It's in honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is October. And I don't know if you know or not, and it's straight from the White House. If you don't believe, you can go right on the White House page. President Joe Biden put into full effect as of September 30th that he has made October the National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So, he signed that, and that went and passed, and so it is now officially a national holiday that we can respect, okay? So, anyway, on to a beautiful note, I do want to talk to you guys tonight about love, love and empathy, you weren't ready for that, was y'all? Love and empathy in a marriage. When you get married, ladies and gentlemen, when you got married, for those that are married, for those of you that's getting ready to get married, I had to address it. When you get married and when you got married, right? Get and got, okay? Love is a component. Now, you know, marriage can't just survive on love alone. You know, we we have to address grace and mercy and all these other things. All these, there's special ingredients. There's special ingredients that helps make a healthy marriage. Not a perfect marriage, but a healthy marriage. After all, I don't know any perfect marriages. I know great marriages. I know healthy marriages. I know successful marriages. And I'm not just talking about the ones we see in the limelight. I'm talking about the men and women next door to you across the street from you the couple you grew up watching that that couple that you don't really know but you wish you knew because you just love the love you see yeah I'm talking about that but every relationship has its growing sport spots you may say growing sport spots yeah it's like a sport you always on the turf you always on the court. You're always on the field. 
And you always aiming to win. You always playing every day. Not playing like love and relationships is a game, but when I say it's a sport, it keeps you active, right? It keeps us active. Any healthy relationship, you must be active. Treat it like a sport, a sport that you love. Let's be clear. Now, if you don't like baseball, I'm going to need you not to treat your marriage like a baseball game. Because that means that you are not going to really put a lot into it. Or you're not really going to really take it serious. And so, if you love football, basketball, soccer, hockey, boxing, you name it. Whatever your forte is. Whatever sport you love and you are a fan of, think about your marriage being that sport and how big of a fan you are. You should be one of the biggest fans for your union and your spouse should be the other biggest fan. And I'm gonna tell you, the person that's rooting you on to win is the best person that could ever root you on and that's God. If you're married, or if you're getting ready to get married, it's so important that you keep God in the center of your marriage. I can't say that enough. I know that there's a segment that I had done prior and it was called three chords are not easily broken or are they? That's real talk. And that's a real question, but it's also rhetorical. It's not a question that I need you to answer for me. I need you to answer it for you. I need y'all to answer it for your marriage. See, what you have in the center is your resting place. It's your safe zone. And I can't think of any better resting place or safer place or safer zone than the one that God has you in. If your marriage is in a covenant, if you get ready to get married, you want to invite God into your union right now. And if you are married and God is not in the center of your union, guess what? It's still not too late to invite him. I don't care if you've been married one day or 100 days. I don't care if you've been married one month or 2,000 months. It's never too late. He's always right there waiting. Empathy. And love are two ingredients you must have in your marriage. You got to have love and empathy. In honor and in light of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, people that go through those type of situations, they definitely, the abuser lacks love for themselves as well as the partner. And they dang sure lack empathy. It's a two-way street. Love and empathy. You can't just be a giver of love and empathy. You have to also be a receiver of love and empathy. It's healthy to exchange these two ingredients. It's healthy to talk about love. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to y'all? 
I ain't asking what it means to your friends or your family members or the people you looked at that encouraged you or inspired you to be married or get married. I'm seriously asking you, what does that look like and what does that mean to you, ladies and gentlemen, husband and wives, fiancés? I don't think boyfriend and girlfriends are listening to this podcast, but if you are, hopefully you are leaning in this direction. See, love is a beautiful thing. It can bring so much joy. I never really met anybody who could say that love brings so much pain. That doesn't really make sense to me. And I thank God I don't know anybody who feels that way. I know I love love. I love love, ladies and gentlemen. I love people that are in love. I love people that are in marriages that are healthy. I love people that are in marriages that they struggle. And you know why? Because they're struggling. That means they're fighting. Not fighting each other. They're fighting to save it. Because something may have happened along their journey that kind of knocked them off their square. Now let me be clear. Again, remember what I said. There are no perfect marriages. But there are healthy and strong marriages. There are powerful marriages. Every marriage is different. They Some may resemble and mimic some or remind you of another. But every marriage is uniquely different. No two marriages are the same. I guarantee you that. Just like people can be similar, but they'll never be exactly alike. Even identical twins. There's always going to be something that's going to make them different. Always. Without a doubt. When you were made, you were made uniquely and beautifully. And whatever brought you together to become husband and wife is a beautiful thing. I can only hope that you implement empathy because I'm certain that you already have love. But if you lack empathy, then I need you to implement empathy into your union. It's really important that you do that. And you might wonder to yourself, well, what, what I need that for? what (laughs) right like what like what do I need to have empathy for right I can imagine that and did you know that there are three different types of empathy you probably like "Mm -hmm." there's cognitive emotional and compassionate I really am stretching it, I'm sure, by saying I need you to have all three. But if you could tap into at least one to get you started, I would be totally, totally excited. Because at the end of the day, empathy is the action of understanding someone, being aware of his or her feelings, her needs or his needs, being sensitive to him or her, vicariously experiencing the feelings and thoughts you ever watched a movie and you felt 
what that person was going through, although it's a movie. I'll give you a perfect example. You guys remember, and I could be dating myself, but it is okay. You guys remember the movie E.T. Now, I'm 45. I'll be 46 this Sunday. Be the Lord's will on October 10th. So, in E.T., every time I watch E.T., just like every time you watch The Color Purple, you feel the same emotion over and over again. And I remember I was working with a playwright, an amazing playwright from uh, Michigan. And she said, Steven Spielberg mastered how to touch human emotion because of those two films that she broke it down really eloquently. And when I think about it, empathy. We were able to tap into our empathetic side cognitively, emotionally, and tap in in such a way we're able to understand what was happening when E.T. phoned home. (laughs) You remember that? E.T. phoned home. So anyway, I just have to say that love and empathy in a marriage, they go hand in hand. You might say, how? I'm glad you asked. You know I love that, right? You could find this in Ephesians 4 and 32. But God said in his word, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe themselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Now you might say, what does that have to do with anything? It kind of goes back to what I said in a podcast segment I had not long ago. As we have to remember to extend mercy and grace to our significant others. As we want God to extend mercy and grace to us on a daily basis. We have to give that daily. You can't say, well, next week I'm going to give mercy and grace. Okay, next week I'm going to give empathy and love. But this week I ain't. No, you need to do it on a daily basis. You do. You need to do it on a daily basis. Isn't your significant other worth of, you know, worthy of it? Don't you realize that empathy in marriage is putting yourself in your partner's shoes as well? You might say, how? Because it allows you, being the empathetic person, to see the situation from another viewpoint that's not your own and it's important it's how you communicate it allows you to see the best in one another it allows you to explore and respect each other's feelings regardless of the situation now you might say how do you deal with a you could be like I'm not an empathetic person but my my spouse is like I'm an empath, so is my husband. We learned that, right? So if you're not sure, you could ask your partner, like, do you think you're empathetic? You think I'm empathetic? You know? You could ask your partner to avoid judgment, personal opinions, when you are expressing your feelings. But you have to do the same, vice versa right and you might wonder to yourself is it healthy yeah 
but it's not so healthy to deal with a person who lacks empathy. I don't understand how a person can. They might not have tapped into it and may not realize what it is. Because let me be clear. I remember a really good friend who I call a sister to me. She told me it probably was about two years ago. She said I was at her house visiting. And she said, you're an empath. And I just, you know, when people formulate things or say you are so-and-so. And you be looking like I'm not. You don't even know what it means because I did not know what empath means. I said, what is that? First, I got mad. Not mad at her, but mad like, I'm not. And I said, what is that? She said, you don't know what an empath is? She was like, I'm an empath. I was like, no. She said, look it up. I'm not going to tell you. So, on the drive home, I was Googling. I still didn't get it. Later on that night, I believe my husband sent me this cute video. And it was like these little stick men or pencil people or something. And it went through how empathy works. It's kind of like if I'm walking down the street and it's, it's a beautiful day and I'm whistling and it's great and somebody gets hurt, I, I feel what they're feeling, you know? But a person like me, an empath, we want others to be happy. So then we go over and try to rectify the situation. We give our energy to that person or those people and then they become brighter and then we become dim. And we keep going and we, as we go along our journey, we see more and more, we give more and more. Where in turn, some of us become depleted. But the beautiful thing about God using us is that when you acknowledge who you are and whose you are, you won't run dry. You can run low, but you won't run dry. He will refuel you. So in your marriage, I need you to pour, pour, pour. Understanding that love and empathy is never going to run dry in your marriage once you start to pour it in there. God will give you everything you need to continue to be under his covenant. I believe that you love the person you're with. And I just pray, especially in today's time with all the things that's happening around us, I learned something new yesterday as well. And this is in the city of Southfield. From This is from the mayor's mouth. He said that during the pandemic, and even just up until this past weekend, Friday, he said, I take a look at the logs from the police department every night to see what's going on, especially with domestic violence. He said, and it hurt me. Because it's a minimum of at least two domestic violent situations every day. Now, what was shocking to me is that it was not just husband on wife or wife on husband or husband on husband or wife on wife. It was other forms of it. And it wasn't all physical. A lot of it could have been like a they had a really big bad blowout argument. And verbal, you know, you you afraid and you fearful and all these, because let's be clear, there are different forms of um, domestic violence and things like that. But when you don't have love and empathy, I believe losing those two ingredients, not only in a marriage, but in any form of a relationship is very detrimental to the growth and success of a relationship. So I just request that your marriage is continuously blessed 
and filled abundantly and exceedingly daily with love and empathy. Remember the reason why you got married. Remind your spouse why you got married. And if nothing else, just look over at your spouse when you see him the next time sitting there or on the phone or coming in from work, going out to work and say, you know what? I love you and I am so thankful for you. That's all, folks. I will see you on our next Marriage Monday, which is the Monday after next. Don't forget, I have a special segment at 9 o'clock tonight. Power and Control in honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It's talking about the wheel of domestic violence. And if you're interested in that, I'll just tap on what the wheel is about. It's the power and control wheel where people use these forms and I go into detail about them in the next segment at 9 o'clock how people use these things I'm going to tap into real quick to control people in domestic violent relationships they use technology and stalking they use emotional and verbal abuse they use children they use isolation they use economic abuse they use intimidation they use coercion and threats they use minimizing denying and blaming they use their privilege and technology and stalking I think that's the biggest one it can lead into something terrible so I'm pretty sure this doesn't pertain to you but if you know someone ladies and gentlemen that is in an abusive relationship I guarantee you the next segment at nine o'clock will be something that you might want to take a listen to, to share with that person that you know, love, respect, and want to get some help for. And more so this coming Thursday, October 7th at 7 p.m., I'll have a two hour special segment live stream with a therapist from Fort Myer, Florida and three panelists. One who has a nonprofit organization, IamHere15.org. And two other ladies, they're going to tell their testimonies and they are all survivors. I'll see you soon.